This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, March the 9th, 2016. My name's Homer Lopez, and I just want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Gold and silver, the physical delivery of gold and silver is what we do, and you can give us a call anytime at 1-800-951-0592. And the lovely Wendy's here today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. It's that simple. Point and click. You can take a look at the product, point and click. You can read the news to disturb the comfortable and just keep up with what's in the marketplace, holding the Fed accountable. And the person behind all of this is our CEO, our president, our version of a Donald Trump. You know why? Because he tells it like it is. He's, you know, sometimes he's guilty of not being politically correct, but the one thing I will tell you is he's vested. He's vested in... Spending time to do research, spending time to make sure the numbers are right, spending time to make sure that the information delivered to you, hey, it may not be what you want to hear, but you need to know it. And that guy's Joe Jaquin. Hey, it's hump day, man. How are you feeling? Are you feeling any better today? Not really. I'm sorry, man. And, uh, and, but the show must go on. Man, i got to tell you something, folks. You should have heard this guy talk to Bank of America yesterday. No, it wasn't Bank of America. Oh, it wasn't? It was a different no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I'm it sorry. wasn't, but... Uh, it was a fun conversation. You're boring us! <laughs> I'm going to tell you that today is another one. And I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. You know, because I'm always my own worst critic. And, and sometimes, you know, I say the hey, the show is going to be better tomorrow or the next day, but we've done some pretty good stuff here. No doubt about it. And, and today, I'm not sure how I'm going to come across, because as Homer said, I am best. I am a passionate about what it is that we do here. And we are under attack. America is under attack, and I know this. As a small business owner, just in the last week, what I have faced, what is in store for America, it's it's sad. It's disgusting. And I, I'm really unsure of what to do about it. You well, know, could it be that your hands are tied on some of this stuff? Well, this is this is what what's been going on okay we we we've talked about what the bankers are doing when they're they're targeting businesses right they're targeting competition you know one of the things that I, I I've tried to get across this year part of the lead-up into the creation of the Federal Reserve was the very few banks, the big banks, were starting to lose power.
power. And they wanted to eliminate the competition. And it's so funny, because, you know, we talk about it all the time, how history repeats itself. Sure. History is repeating itself. I, I, I'm the only one that I know of, and I continually bring it up month after month after month, of the elimination of the banking industry of the United States. And, and now they've done it differently this time. They've regulated them out. But now it's gotten even deeper. And I'm going to tell you the story of one man's fight against the banking industry because it's my own. And it's something that everybody needs to be aware of. And and it doesn't matter. Law-abiding, tax-paying, employer in good standing they don't care and this is happening all over the place you know you think about you know we've got this presidential election and all this stuff going on and you know I saw this thing they talked about the people that are voting for Trump and Sanders are angry white males Right here, I sit as an angry white male, 25 to 54. Of course, none of these guys have jobs, and we're continually the ones of us that do are continually under assault. And and it's one of those things where you don't realize it's happening. And here I am, you know, I'm one of those people that I've been on this. I live it every day. And then you still don't want to believe it until it happens to you and you're sitting there going, holy holy cow, this really? This is really happening? And, and it's going to be one of those shows where I think it's going to be, you're going to see me carry a range of emotions. But it's also one of those shows that, that that really shows, really, I think, how scary times have become and, and really how, un, how much under attack we really are. And, and it's being led by the billionaires and the bankers. It's going to be a, a really interesting show. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll see you right after the break. How things have changed. You know, this is, this is, I guess, my story as a business owner, as somebody that uh, at least I'd like to think I give back to my community. I've done it since I can remember. I give my time. I, I write checks. I go, Homer will tell you, we go to charity events, you know, fundraisers. Really, I guess that's really what they are. I don't know about charity, but they're fundraisers because kids... 
got to raise money to do anything anymore. Well, it could be a, a ball team raising money. It could be a little kid with cancer that they're having a poker tournament for. It just doesn't matter. You know, one of the things is is you involve yourself in community events through your community and network. And about, it was probably almost three years ago when I read, and at the time, we banked at J.P. Morgan Chase. And, and Eric was running the company at that time still. And we read how J.P. Morgan Chase had sent out letters to customers of theirs and told them that they were no longer going to be using J.P. Morgan as their bank. And the crime that they had committed was simply J.P. Morgan Chase no longer wanted to deal with the industry that they were in. Mainly pawn shops, check cashing places, things of that nature. And I want you to think about this. Think about where you live. Think about all the strip malls that you see, pawn shops and check cashing places. And without them, how empty it would be. And obviously, you know, the banking industry forces people out at infinitum. So when you're really down on your luck, where do you have to go? You got to go to the pawn shops, right? You got to go to the check cashing places and all of these things. And I, and I warned you all then that this was just the beginning. You know, it's kind of like guns and why it is that a lot of us are against any type of ban. Because we all know that's just where it starts, not where it ends. Then I told the story, I want to say maybe it was a few weeks ago even, about how Eric used to run little commercials, and he used to make a little funny thing about how we took third-party checks from Guam, right? And Homer, you had said, well, that's because Guam's a funny name, right? This sounds funny, right? Yeah, it's a funny name. And so funny was, I I never knew why he picked Guam, but we talked to him that day, right? He'd come in, and he said, said, no, Homer was exactly right, just sounded funny, right? My uncle likes to be funny. And, of course, today, we won't take a third-party check. But you can't. Right? Just can't do business that way today. Can't do it. The banks won't let us. So then, what was it? Last month, I shared with all of you that Bank of America, where we now bank, soon as I took over, one of the first things I did was I left J.P. Morgan Chase because I knew that the pawn stores and all of that was just the beginning. Right? And Colorado, a lot of you know what I'm talking about in Colorado. Right? The, the state of Colorado says that you can legally sell marijuana, but none of those people, as far as I know, the banking industry won't let you bank. 
The marijuana company? The marijuana, yeah, the marijuana outlet. So then how do they manage transactions? I think it's all cash, I think. Maybe, you know what, if you in Colorado uh, help me out with this, but I think that's how it works. And they can't even deposit money into the banks. The banks won't let them in. Now, Bank of America has told us, hey, from now on, you need to show your papers when you're depositing cash. Don't have to show it if you got checks, but if you want to put in cash, we need ID. And so at that point, I started getting concerned because we know that's what? That's just the beginning, right? And eventually we know where this ends. So last week, I went to a bank that isn't one of the big Four, right? The big four being J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, City, Bank of America. But these guys, they're right below them. It's not like they're a, you know, a bank on the corner. And they actually had solicited my business. And and uh, they had come to our office. And they were, they had the branch manager here and some other person, I don't even know who it was here, and passing out business cards and let's do business together, let's see if we can save you money and all of these things. And so I decided, you know what, I like that. They're close. They have a branch that's very close to my office. And as a business owner, you're always looking at ways to cut costs. Right? I mean, obviously, I want to continue to be here. And so they promised us that they could do all of these things for us. And we do a pretty healthy credit card business. And all of us know, right, the credit card business is is an expensive cost to the people that take the credit card, right, to the business owner. And they did some analysis and all this stuff, and they called me last week. And they said, Joe, we got great news for you. We can save you some money. And it was actually, you know, like I said, we do quite a bit of credit card business. And it was, you know, three to five hundred dollars a month in savings. You know, you do the math on that. Hey, that's between, you know, essentially between four and six thousand dollars at the end of a year. And so I went down there, 
and and and, and uh, when they were here, I had given them all my papers. Right, here's my state of Arizona tax ID. Here's my my good standing. Here's my EIN number and all of that stuff. And my wife and I went down to the bank to open up our business accounts. And for those of you that have never done it, I'm going to explain that process to you. And for those of you that have it but haven't done it in a while, it'll be a good refresher. For $85 in the state of Arizona, and it may vary from state to state, but it's usually around that amount, you can file paperwork to create an LLC, an S-Corp, whatever, a, a business. And when you do that, the state puts a stamp on it and, and gives you a essentially a, a business license number. And if you have that piece of paper, you can take that piece of paper down to any bank. You can be a legal resident. You can be an illegal resident. You can be an upstanding tax-paying citizen. You can be a tax dodger. You can be a criminal. Right? You could have spent time in prison, been convicted of felonies, or not. And if you go down with that piece of paper, within five minutes, depending on, and I'll say five to ten, depending on how fast they can type in the information, you now have a business banking account. That's about how long the process takes. That's all you need. An ID, doesn't even have to be a driver's license, an ID, your little paper with the stamp from your state on it with your number on it, and obviously, I, you know, whatever it takes to open a $100, right, whatever you want to put in there, you can put 1000 10000 100000 whatever you're going to open up that account with. So as we were in this office, my wife and I, here's the, the manager of the bank, really nice guy, by the way, super nice guy. I like him, and I hate everybody. I'm in there, there's a, uh, one of his associates, a nice gal. She was going over all the credit, what they could do for us and credit card processing. That was her job. And we're in his office. And I'm looking over at him. And I can see that he's struggling. Something isn't, something isn't right. And it doesn't dawn on me at first. I'm just thinking, eh, you know, he's the head honcho. He probably really doesn't do this very often. You know what I'm saying? Right? 
That'd be like asking me to go into my, my our computer here at work. I, I don't even know how to get in it. Right. No, I get what you're saying. Right. Right. Some of you didn't know. Some of you here that are local in Phoenix and you come to pick up products, if you call and, and Wendy or Sarah's not here and the product's here, and I'm like, hey, come on, you can come get it. You show up here. I always say, listen, I, I'll mail you the invoice. Wendy's not here. So I don't know how to do it. And so my thought was, this guy just doesn't know how to do it. And he picks up his phone on his desk, and he hits a couple of buttons, but he doesn't talk. He's just listening. And he hangs it up, and then a few more minutes go by, and uh, one of the employees of the bank had to ask him a question. And then he, he says, hey, look at this, and he shows him the screen, and I can't see it. And ask the kid a question. And the kid answers, and I say, kid, the guy was like 30. He he gives him an answer, and then the guy goes back to do his job. Five more minutes go by. He's back on this phone again. Like I said, never saying anything. Pretty soon, we've been there for almost an hour. Before he tells me, we've got a problem. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. And I've been uh, receiving a a bunch of emails already, and we'll we'll try to get to all of them. Talking about, I was at the bank to open a checking account. Now, in my lifetime, you know, I'm, I'm no Donald Trump, but I've done this a few times. And like I said, about five minutes, maybe ten, you're walking out of there with your account open, your business account open, and, and at least, if nothing else, the promise of, we're going to give you a credit card, you know how the banks do it, credit card, line of credit, all this stuff. So after about an hour at this, in the manager's office, he informs me that because I'm a in the precious metals business, my account has been flagged by the AML division of the bank. And my wife's like, AML, what? And of course, I already know what anti-money laundering, right? Here I am, I'm 45 years old, got two great kids, totally overachieved on the wife that I have, paid my taxes year after year after year. I've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Never, ever, ever had a complaint. And because the bank has decided they don't like what I do, it's not against the law. They 
they've decided that my account has been flagged. One of the things that he has to do, <coughs> excuse me, was he needed to come and have a on-site inspection of my business. <coughs> now remember, I'm just opening an account. Didn't ask for a line of credit or a credit card, even though, you know, that's what they're going to do. And I and I said to him, because he's already been, now that he's been to my office twice already. But they got to come in. They got to come inspect it. Well, <laughs> this is, he's, funny? Just, he's just telling me, you know, and you can tell he really, I don't think he'd ever run into it before by the way he was acting. In other words, he couldn't understand why this was happening. Because by this time, you know, they had already had all my information. They knew where I lived. They knew where I was banking at. They knew my bank account number. You know, I'd given them all my credit card stuff, so they knew what i do. Sure, they had my credit score and everything else. And he said, well, I've already been there twice, so I've done that. And I asked him, I said, so this inspection, what were you supposed to inspect exactly? Fair question, right? Surroundings, my book, our safe. What, what are you inspecting? And he goes, I don't know. I guess that you're actually there. And... Yesterday, he calls me, and I still have no uh, approval, and he says, Joe, I need to come down there and have you sign some more stuff. And I'm like, well, what stuff am I signing? Well, they said before they can go any further, you need to to sign some uh, stuff on your account, and I'll, sh- I'll explain it all when you when I get there. And that's going to occur in another hour and a half. And I just want to share all of this with you because this is how it's going to happen. They're going to eliminate the competition. They're going to go after all of the money wherever it may be. They're going to get rid of the cash. That's already, you know what the funny thing is in my mind? That's a foregone conclusion. So as I was sitting in his office on Friday, and he is telling me his you know, as best he could, because he doesn't know. I mean, he truly did not know. I asked him, how long until there's no more cash? And he looked me dead in the eye, and the credit card, Gail, you should have seen, her eyes got really big. You know, when a person's like, what? Just floored by the question. How did your accounts under review by the anti-money laundering division, 
How did that lead into a question about when are they going to get rid of cash? You know what he said to me? Didn't even bat an eye. He goes, if you're lucky, it'll be 10 years. He goes, but probably within five was his answer. Probably within five years. And this is really what's happening in, in, in America today. Here I am. I employ people. Think about not just the people that I employ, the service that I provide, the stations that I help support. And I'm getting treated worse than an illegal would be treated. I'm being treated worse than a criminal would be treated. And, and, and I've got to sit here and take it. And you know, the funny thing is, is I told you why I left J.P. Morgan Chase. I said I could tell that was just the beginning. And I remember I read that letter right out on the air for everybody to hear. I got an email the other day from one of our customers talking about, hey, I've been having to show my ID there for two years because I put cash in. And he does a lot of cash, this customer. And sure enough, he told me the IRS came a-knocking. So the bank said, you need to show your ID. When we do, we flag your account. When we do, we send it to the IRS. And when the IRS comes, they're going to say, hey, you know what? You need to pay us this. You know that's what's happened. How long until they just decide, hey, we know what? We don't want you to bank anywhere. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Providing physical delivery of gold and silver for over two decades. Now I'm wondering, are we going to be able to do it for another decade? And the answer is, I'm not sure. I mean, it's scary. They still haven't allowed me to open up. And, of course, now I'm at the point of, I just want to see what happens. That and you're frustrated. Yeah, right now is the way it says, I'm so upset. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing business with them. Because you made me feel insignificant, like I've done something wrong that I that somehow I'm in some type of fringe shadow business you know what I'm saying it's insulting first of all it's insulting and there's no merit behind it what there is is merit of your better business bureau ranking your business being here in business for 20 years your client list that is you know national international your listeners that's in the millions through podcast in the air Yet, what, what do they want? Hey, I need you to sign more papers because we don't believe you. Well, and I don't know what it, it is, right? Well, let me this just tell you. Anti-money, like, like somehow 
anybody, you know, it, it really, it's, but it, it's discrimination. It's discrimination against the competition because they know, listen, if you put your money into precious metals, that means you're putting your money out of the system. Well, what I, I just want to throw something out there to you as well. It's of lack of trust from the bank. This is the irony. The lack of trust from the bank to a small business, yet it's the banks who are corrupt and got bailed out. <laughs> and you're getting scrutinized. That is the big pile that's smelly from them. And it's all over the place. You think about gun manufacturers, right? Tell you what, let Hillary Clinton win. There won't be a gun manufacturer left in this in this country. And this is how it's going to get done. I I, I wasn't sure, but now now I see it. And so as I sit here today, and I, I'm distraught, I really am. Man, that you're a little sick, you're under the weather, and you're being treated really poorly by a, a bank that solicited you. They came to you. You didn't go to them. <laughs> I didn't. And this isn't like, hey, I'm applying for a loan. or no, I'm not doing that. This was just, can I open up a bank account? What if next month Bank of America sends me a letter that says, Hey, Double J, man, you're a great guy. And we love doing business. And we love charging you those fees. We did. But, you know, as of 90 days from today, your your services are no longer required here at Bank of America. I mean, J.P. Morgan Chase did it. They basically said, hey, listen, you got 90 days, close those accounts. And if you don't, at the end of the 90th day, we'll do it for you. And we'll just send you the check. And you are done. And it's just another one of these things, you know, they'll, they'll hide behind Todd Frank anti-money laundering and all of these things. Once again, obviously, anybody who may decide that, you know what, I need to have a little insurance against the bankers, we're all under attack. We're all under attack, every one of us. And, and that's what happens, though. You know... I was Ted Cruz talking about Marco Rubio, Cruz doing another one of these slimy little things over in Hawaii and, and talking about how when you're under attack, when you're in trouble, you go on the offense, you know, you lash out. Banking industry is in trouble. The central bankers are in trouble. And they're lashing out whether it be show us your papers on cash. And as Jeff from Colorado said, I did it. I've been doing it. I made a large cash deposit. 
next thing you know, the IRS is at my door. Right? Making you go through, jumping through the hoops, doing all this stuff, right? To prove that you're what? Not a money launderer, you're not a drug dealer, you're not a terrorist. Right? Third-party checks, nobody takes them anymore. You know what? It got so bad, we just stopped doing it. And now I'm wondering, is my livelihood in jeopardy? I've been doing this for 13 years. And now I can't even open up a bank account? And then you start to wonder, what are they so scared of? Right, because none of that actually makes sense, right? Well, you're you're just uh, I I don't know what I'm some mob boss. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm connected to the mob, and the mob comes in and buys precious metals and and and, and drug dealers. Right, El Chapo, he was one of my customers. Come on. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment on a Wednesday. Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592, getting harder and harder to do business in America. Isn't it? It's just terrible what they're doing, you know, and, and hiding behind, you know, BS legislation and, and thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about me having trouble getting an account open. Then you start thinking about all of these people, and, you know, it's in the thousands. You hardly ever hear about it. People that have had their account seized by the IRS because they deposit cash. Uh, people that, like Jeff, who who are now fighting the IRS simply because they're in a business that requires them to deposit cash. And you... And you, and you uh, you know, unfortunately, we all know this is just the beginning. And and I hope all of you take time and put things away. I feel bad for the drug cartels that bring right. those I couple mean, bags I mean, full of hundreds. Now. What are they going to do? I mean, I don't know. How are they going to buy their not. Maseratis and their mansions without having to bring in duffel bags of cash? And not being able to buy stuff with it. Terrible. You know, all these money laundering guys out there. Today I've got, I do have a good special today. I've got 20 bags of $100 face dimes, silver dimes. So it'd be 1,000 dimes in a bag. I've got 20 bags. I haven't had dimes in four or five months. They're $1,450 per bag, and I've got 20 bags. You're going to get 1,000 dimes in a bag or $100 face value junk silver. They're $1,450 a bag until I'm out at 800 951 also got uh, some 20 some $10 gold pieces as well. We're uh, Silver Eagles. Whatever you may need, today is a great day to buy. We had a 
big pullback in gold, and now it's not so big. Uh, down seven, twelve hundred and fifty-five dollars. Uh, silver's down a penny right now, fifteen dollars thirty-seven cents. Uh, the Dow is up seventy dollars or seventy points on the. They're calling it the seven-year anniversary of the bull market. That is uh, the the climax on Wall Street. Uh, that was the bottom seven years ago today. By the way, seven years ago today, gold was about eight fifty. Uh, so gold's had a pretty decent run in spite of uh, the pullback that we've seen. Of course, this year the best start. Think about this: the best start in the gold market since nineteen seventy four. By the way, nineteen seventy four was the run that gold started when it touched and went one-to-one with the Dow Jones. It did it back during the Great Depression. It did it again in 1980. And is this the signal that gold and the Dow are going to go back to -to one-to-one again? The best start since 1974. 800-951-0592. I'll keep you updated. I'll let you know what happens with my meeting today.